Have you ever experienced something so crippling in your life that has made you feel broken? I have. Are you someone who has a giving heart but is struggling to feel good themselves? Are you consistently putting your needs aside to take care of everyone else? If so, you're not alone. Giving starts with giving to yourself so that you are able to give of yourself to other people. Isn't it time you took back control and discovered what makes you tick? Join me in my journey and find out how you can feel better about yourself, live your best life, and share that with others. Thinking of yourself, it doesn't make you selfish. It makes you brave. I'm Nelia, and this is the Giving Starts With You podcast. Hi there, everyone. Welcome to the Giving Starts With You podcast. I'm your host, Nelia Hutt. I am so happy to have you listening at home. Today, I wanted to talk about something that is uh, close to my heart. And I have found the perfect guest today to have to come on here and discuss with you someone who is so passionate about helping other people, who's passionate about helping themselves, who's passionate about learning and, and teaching people everything that they have learned for themselves. Um, I would like to, to welcome uh, David Vargas to the show today. How are you, David? I am wonderful, Nelia. Thank you. That was a, an insanely great introduction. Oh, thank you. So, David, I'm so happy that you're coming on today. I'm so excited because I really think our listeners, our audience are really going to uh, learn something from our interview today. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you for the opportunity. I met David through one of um, a mutual group, Facebook group that we're on that talks about, uh, you know, persevering and resilience and so many wonderful things. And and David has really been a, such a supportive member of that group and has reached out to me and really feel that we're, you know, we have a lot of things in common. So I wanted to bring him on today. Tell us a little bit about himself and um, what he believes in. So David, can you please tell me a little bit about what it was like growing up for you? Ah, uh, sure. Where to start? Well, when I was very young, I lost my mom. She, uh, she had epilepsy and she had run out of her medicine and she was giving me a bath and she had uh, a seizure and she drowned. And so from the, from the get go, I don't remember a lot of my, my childhood because I blocked a lot of stuff out because of that trauma. And so growing up, it, it was hazy up until about seven or eight. But after that, I was adopted by my aunt and uncle. And they raised me with their, uh, their two daughters. So it was mom and dad, uh, two sisters, and myself in a two-bedroom house. And to me, looking back, I can say that we were poor. But I never really felt poor because we always had love in the house. We always had love and we always had that we took care of each other. And that whenever we have an opportunity to take care of someone else, we take care of someone else. And so self-love was never really taught. We were never really told, hey, you've got to take care of you too. You know, to us, it was, you know, take care of your sister. You watch out for your sister. You watch out for your, your other sister. You watch out for, you know, whatever, whoever we were supposed to watch out for or look after, we were never told 
that looking after ourselves was important. Yes, I yes, I can understand that. I come from a, a Portuguese background too, and um, I'm sorry to hear about your mom and the trauma that you went through. And I grew up in a in a different situation. I, I did grow up with my mom and dad and and my my younger brother. But again, in my household too, we were not taught to do that. We were taught, you know, you need to do this for this person. You need to be a good person. You need to do um, help everybody else out. But it's like you can still be a good person and look out for your your own needs and your own wants. And I don't think I was taught that because how do I say this? I don't think that I was taught that so that I would not think of myself. It's more, they didn't realize, you know, they couldn't teach that to me because they really didn't, they weren't taught that to begin with themselves. So it's okay. And, you know, our new generation now, we know that. And so we teach that to our children, but I totally agree. Growing up, um, I too, in my family did not feel that I could, I could take care of myself or even knew that that was a thing really. So um, I understand now that um, you are very passionate about helping other people, that you want people to give themselves permission to be able to, to look within themselves. And, and why do you think that that's important? You know what? It, it became important when I decided that I was important. Mm. Whenever I decided that I needed to take care of myself, that I needed to become healthier, that I needed to, to understand money better, that, you know, the things that always bring people down, you know, their, their, their weight, their, the way that their body looks, their money, relationships, all the stuff that, that usually brings people down. I said to myself, I need to figure out how all this works. I need to figure out what works best for me. And in that, I learned a lot about myself and a lot and, and a lot about what people suffer with. And so that's why I'm so passionate about helping people with the biggest things that they struggle with in their life, the way that they look, the way that they feel, um, the, the level of money that they have, the level of peace of mind that they have, and, you know, the strength in their relationships or the lack thereof. And so I have spent the last five or six years studying all of this stuff, digging into it. And it, and it started out as, as, being just for me, but as I grew and as I got stronger and as I got wiser and as my relationships got stronger, I started to realize, hey, I could probably teach some of this stuff or I could probably coach someone, you know, on how to, how to achieve these, the things that I've achieved in my life already. And now I'm not perfect. I'm not, you know, I'm nowhere near where I know I want to be, but I have set a foundation of, of being stronger within myself, within my mindset, within the way that I believe about myself, the way that I understand the world so that I can, as my journey goes, I can teach people and train people and coach people so that they can, can create something similar in their own life. Oh, I love that. That's so great. From your experience, because I mean, we are talking from our own experiences, for the person listening at home right now, in their living room or just, you know, in, at their home, that is maybe struggling with negative self-talk or maybe self-worth and self-love, what do you think 
they should know? What do you, what would you like them to know? First, I, I want them to understand that, that it's okay for them to think about themselves, that it's okay for them to seek better for themselves. Because I mean, how can you really help someone else if you really don't know who you are and where you come from? So it's okay to, to start to look at what are the things that are bothering me? What are the things or, or the, the way that life is happening? What about my life do I not like? What do I not like about myself? And then start to develop the mindset of I'm worth it. It's the things that I'm going to try to do are okay so that I can make myself better because the, the better that I make myself, the better chance I have at making other people better. And that's just by osmosis because whenever people see change in you, whenever people see growth in you, they, they ask you, what are you doing different? You look so healthy. You look so happy. You always have all this energy. What are you doing? And that's, that's where I started to see that the things that I'm doing for myself are, are, what's that word? They're starting to show and other people are starting to see it. Right, right. And it's hard, like taking that personal journey and say, okay, I need to do this. It's one of the most difficult things to make that choice. But then to go through and analyze and take apart layer by layer, you know, all those hurtful things that happen to us, uh, you know, because everybody has those moments. It, it is so difficult, but I think it's the most rewarding thing that you could really give yourself. Absolutely believe that. And, and from personal experience, yes, it is so rewarding because a lot of the things that used to keep me from trying to do anything they don't affect me the way that they used to anymore because I don't give them that power anymore. I chose to take my power back. The things that I gave my power to like fear, anxiety, depression. I, I said to myself, well, these things are no longer going to rule me because I am in control. I am my own boss. I may not be able to control the world. I may not be able to control my environment completely, but I can absolutely control how I respond to, to the things that are happening in my life and the choices that I make. And that to me is what freedom is for me. Like I had posted um, something on Facebook yesterday, just asking um, what freedom meant to people. And that's what freedom means to me. Exactly what you just said. I think it's incredible. It, it is wonderful. It really is. It's, and it's, it's a weight off your shoulders whenever you don't allow all of that stuff and all of those feelings and all of those emotions to control you anymore and you're freed up you're freed up to think for yourself you're freed up to make better choices better decisions to start to learn about yourself your body the way that you do things the way that you believe the way that you love man there's just so much opens up whenever you take back your power see i find you know i think of i say this a lot but i'm going to say it again i find that we are the hardest on ourselves like I am never half as, as uh, judgmental or half as, as hard on my family and my friends than I am on myself. And I don't know why we do that, but you know, I, I'm, it's so hurtful. And I think we tell ourselves um, stories that aren't true about ourselves and, and they're easy to believe, you know, people, we don't even need people to tell us things. We could just tell them to ourselves. So I think the sooner we stop, we, we stop thinking negatively and, the sooner that we start thinking, um, what's the word I'm looking for? 
see ourselves as who we really are, that it's so okay, it's okay and it's freeing. And yeah, I don't know, a lot of us, I think, I know for me, I had a time in my life where I felt I didn't want to succeed because I didn't want to look like I was better than other people because I never felt that. And I, I don't think that I am, but it's like, well, I don't really want to lose the weight. I don't really want to um, succeed with this business. I don't, I don't want people to see me as a threat. I don't want people to think that, you know, I'm all this. And I don't know. I just, I think we have this, this way of, of limiting our possibilities. The way, the way that it was explained to me in, in some of the stuff that I was studying is that whenever you try to do something different, your subconscious doesn't want you to do something different because your subconscious's job is to protect you from the dangers that are out there in the world. And so whenever you, you, you start to seek something new, something different, something that you've never experienced before, your subconscious is trying to protect you saying, no, you can't, you probably can't do that. You know, you're not smart enough. Mm. strong enough, beautiful enough, whatever it is that you're trying to do, there's something in your mind that tries to keep you where you're at. And it's, it's to protect you. It's not a bad thing. It's something that we've had in, we've, it's something that we have had wired into us. It's just the way that we are wired. It's like your emotions are stronger than rational thinking. If you're walking down a path and there's a snake and you just happen to get too close to the snake, immediately boom and adrenaline your heart's racing you didn't have any control over that that's your emotions but rational thinking it's it's harder for you to be able to put an idea into your head because your subconscious wants you to stay where you're at because it's safe nothing can hurt you in your comfort zone and so whenever we like you like you were talking about starting a new business whenever you decide that, you know i want to start a new business i want to i want to figure out what i need to do to start a new business. Your brain starts to, to put ideas in your head. Oh, you probably can't do that. You're not smart enough to start a business. You don't, you don't have the capital to start a business. You don't have the resources. The idea is not good, so it's gonna fail. And so we are feeding ourselves all of these ideas and these thoughts when all you really have to do is say, I am good enough, I am smart enough, I am strong enough. I have everything that I need within myself to achieve whatever it is that I put my mind to. Once you accept that, once you keep telling yourself that and you rewire your brain to, to, have the, to just have the opportunity to go and do something new, to have the body that you want, to have the money that you want, to have the relationship you want, you, you open up your, your doors to, to actually go and do that. And so that whenever we do have those thoughts, you've got to understand that the thoughts that are trying to stop you are only trying to protect you because in our subconscious mind, we want to stay protected. We don't want, we don't want fear. We don't want uh, depression, anxiety. We don't want any of that in our little world. And so our subconscious tries to keep us there. I never thought of it that way. That's so interesting, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I never thought of it like that. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little bit speechless, but it's so true. Like for me, I, I always thought it was you know, I'm worried about what people think of me. And, you know, the older I get, the more I realize I don't really care as long as I can look at myself in the mirror and I'm happy with what I see and I can sleep at the end of the day. That's what I should be worried about. And I thought that that's, you know, for me, that was a big thing was what people thought of me. But you're absolutely right. I think it is a protection mechanism. Yeah. And the, 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 whole, thi the whole thing about what people think about you 
somebody somebody said it somewhere once that whenever you're in your 20s and your 30s you're you're really worried about what other people think and then whenever you're in your 40s and such you start to worry about what you think and then whenever you're in your 60s you realize it it, it doesn't matter what anybody thinks or what you think because the what matters is what you believe about yourself and what you allow into your mind so you're always going to have people that are that are going to tell you that you can't do something or that that you're not smart enough, fast enough, strong enough, whatever. You're always going to have those people. The thing that's important is to not allow those thoughts to become beliefs. Yes, Does that make sense? Absolutely. Oh, yes. Total sense. I totally understand that. Um, from a personal side, if you'd like to share with us, were there any roadblocks that you faced in your life once you realized that this is what you needed to do? Did you face any yeah, any roadblocks that came up or people that were not supportive um, once you started to get to know yourself a bit better? Yes, absolutely. The thing that, that the thing that's crazy is that when you start to become aware, there's it's it's like you're gonna get bombarded with every negative thought you you could ever possibly think that's gonna come into your head. When I started this journey of trying to 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 better myself. I was always beating myself up saying that, that you'll never be strong. You'll never be bigger than you are. Cause when I was younger, I was a, I was a tiny person, not saying that I mean not this giant, huge person right now, but when I was younger, I was always a small kid and all the way through high school, I was scrawny. I had puberty and, and at 15 and I was just a walking stick. I was 130 pounds soaking wet. And so for, for some reason, in that period of time, I decided to join the Marine Corps. And so I was one of the smallest people in my whole, my whole platoon. But the great thing about the Marine Corps is that they don't care what you think about yourself. They're going to build you into who, you, who they know that you can become. And so that helped me to develop the mindset that I can achieve. I can grow. I can do you know, 20 pull-ups, I can do 100 crunches, I can run three miles. I had never run three miles in my life. And at the end of the three months, I was stronger, faster, I had more confidence than I had ever had in my whole life. And so bringing, bringing that forward to, to now, there are, always, there are going to be a lot of negative thoughts that are going to come into your head, either from people who don't understand your vision or from internal you might, you're going to hear yourself say, I don't, I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can do it. Or, or you're going to try to talk yourself out of trying whatever it is that you're trying, whatever it is that you're trying to do, whether it's, it's working out or starting a business or, or starting a relationship. That's one of the most terrifying things is getting rejected. But once you become comfortable and you understand that, that other people's perceptions of you don't matter, it's what you believe about yourself. That's so true. And, you know, we're all in the same boat. Nobody um, goes unscathed without feeling like these are questions that we all have, insecurities that we all have as human beings. Right. And yet we, we feel that we don't. We feel that sometimes we're the only ones going through something. I think we need to realize that we all feel the same way. Right. Absolutely. And it's, and it's something that, that, like you said, we all, we're all going to suffer with these these thoughts about not being good enough and going back to the self-love, not giving ourselves the attention that we need so that we can build a strong foundation so that we can grow from. 
Because if, if you don't have that foundation of, I believe that, that I'm capable of doing this and that I love myself enough to make the, the right decisions moving forward, you're always going to get pulled back if you don't have that foundation. If you don't have that wall to put your back to and say, no, I'm not going back there. There is no back. There is no back. I have built this wall behind me that is not going to allow me to go back to being the person that I used to be. And so that right. you create that foundation so that the only, the only direction you have to go is forward. Do you have any advice for someone who wants to do this, but who doesn't know where to start? Like, are there any rituals that you know um, could help someone out there who needs a little bit of a head start to feeling better about themselves? I would say tap into the resources that are available to you. If you, if you have, if you can buy books, buy books, find, uh, I have like hundreds and hundreds of books that I've purchased and read and, and dove into over the years. I would recommend that if you can get the books, get the books, but if you can't, YouTube is a glorious uh, resource mm -hmm. because you, you, it's free. And so many of the great thought leaders of the past are on there and it's it's phenomenal. Whenever I'm working out, I listen to, to Jim Rohn, Zig Ziglar, Anthony Robbins, you know, all of the great thought leaders that talk about where your mindset's at because everything starts with what you believe about yourself. And so when you dig into that, just listen, just listen. You don't have to, 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 to make any crazy changes. All you need to do is listen. And if, if you're one of those people that's gonna make an excuse for everything, that I don't have the time, I'll give you three places where you absolutely have time. It's when you're doing chores like laundry, cleaning, whenever you're commuting, if you're driving to work, to work, from work, if your job is to, to haul people or to, if you're a truck driver or anything, whenever you're in the vehicle, put, put on some YouTube, listen to a podcast, listen to something that's uplifting, something that's going to pull you out of where you are now and put you in a better mindset. And then the third place is when you're sitting on the toilet doing your business. You can listen to a podcast, watch a video, and every minute that you, every spare minute that you've got, you need to start working on changing the way that you think and changing the way that you believe about yourself. Those ways that you described are exactly how I find the time because we're all busy. We all, but it's something you have to make the time, you have to schedule into your day, no matter how busy you are. Um, and it's not so much only what the experts are saying Absolutely. in their words, but how they're saying it and the results that they're getting. And I think, you know, we do need to learn from people, um, people like that. They, they're an expert for a reason. And I think that podcasts are great. I think that um, documentaries are great. Reading is a great way as well. Yeah. And just give it the time. The thing, the, the thing is that the way that you believe now did not happen overnight. It took years and years of either you pouring ideas into your head or other people pouring ideas into your head. And so to change that, you're going to have to give it the time. If you find a, a, a podcast, a video series, a, a specific person, like a thought leader that you really connect with, that you really resonate with, listen to it over and over again, because you have to reseed your mind and you have to let that garden grow into positivity, into stronger, better thinking. Yeah, it takes like one moment to put ourselves down, but it takes years 
I think years to heal from, from one comment, one, one self negative thought and it, everything does need to be nurtured and, and given the time that it needs to grow. Absolutely. If I could ask you, David, um, what was the biggest struggle that you faced that perhaps nobody else knew about and that you're grateful for today in moving forward? Man, ah, oh, I would have to say worrying about what other people thought, mm. worrying about how they were going to see me trying to do this new thing. Because the thing is, is that I've been trying to do this type of thing for the last, I'd say 15, 20 years, just little things here and there. I'd, I'd try to start a business or I'd, I'd try to write a book or I'd try to, to, to put something together because I knew it was within me. I knew there was something within me that needed to get out, that I needed to, to do something or help someone. There was something that had to come out. But over the years, it was always, what are they going to think of? You know, what if I get it wrong? What if I'm not smart enough? What if the words aren't right? There was a there was hundred thousand what ifs. And where, where it turned around was I decided it doesn't matter what they think. It doesn't matter what I think about myself. What matters is that there's something in here that I have to get out. And so I have to stop letting other people tell me that it's not possible. And most important, I have to stop telling myself that it's not possible. Once I got over that, it, it was like, here we go, running full, full speed ahead. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's like we're ready now. Now we've, you know, there's no stopping us now, right? that's it we're ready now it took it took me stopping all of those other things to accept the fact that i'm ready now yeah somebody once told me not too long ago i forget where uh, one of my friends and they said you know we all have a choice in one year you know one year will pass no matter how you decide to spend your your year but we can either be in the same place we were or we could be changed. So like, even just with COVID, you know, uh -huh. who do you want to be at the end of COVID? Who do you want to be at the end of this pandemic? Or who do you want to be one year from today? So even though we're taking baby steps to get to know ourselves and to heal the things that really cripple us and our traumas, and because we all have them, like you said, it's baby steps, you know, it's like anything. We, of course, we want things to get better quickly. Everybody wants instant gratification. We all want to be, you know, at the place of, uh, you know, our best selves right now, but it does take time. And so it is something that we have to really commit to, I find. Yeah. You've got to grow into it. That's, that's what it, that's what I realized over the years. And it, it was only a couple of months ago when it really sunk in that, okay, now I'm in the right spot. Because I, like I said, I tried to do a whole lot of different things over the years and I always felt like I was failing. I always felt like I, I, I was never going to be able to do the things that I wanted to do. But the truth of it is, is that the timeline wasn't right. The, the, all of the pieces weren't ready for what I wanted in the moment. And so now that I've grown, it's time. Everything is starting to fall into place. And I just needed to allow myself to grow into the David that I needed to be so that all this other stuff could happen. It's so great. It's, it's what a revelation to, to understand that. And, and to teach our children, like I've got a 13 year old who 
really doesn't want anything to do with me at the moment. He's in his own world, but I'm still his parent. You know, he still has a lot to learn, even though he doesn't think he does. Um, You know, I don't know. How do we teach our kids like at a younger age? Like, I think it's so important to, to instill that in them so that they don't have the problems that we're having now as adults, giving ourselves permission. And I don't know, what do we tell our kids? You know, how do we start? How do we start the process? Do you have any ideas? I need some help with my, <laughs> I think it, uh, is be the example, be the example. Yes. Because to, uh, I think someone explained it once that kids learn from watching their parents. We are among the, the first influences that they, that they take in because we're around them every day. They see us in our natural state. You know, they, they see us when we're not trying to pretend to be someone else. Because I feel like that's a big problem that people have, especially with social media and, and trying to be someone that they're not. Our kids see who we really are because we're, we don't need to have a guard up whenever we're around our kids. So it's up that's to so us true. to define who we want our kids to be and then become that. I only have the one, but paying attention to him, he's teaching me a lot. You know, it's just the innocence of being a child too. He doesn't care what people think of him. And I'm like, oh, but make sure, you know, you're, you're, you match. And when you leave the house, he's like, I don't care, you know? And he's such, he's such a good kid. Like he's got a big heart. He helps with anti-bullying. He runs his own homeless drive. He's awesome, but he's also a teenager. So he doesn't want anything to do with his parents, but he just watching him and, and making the time to listen to him, I think he's giving me some of the answers that I need, which is fantastic because I hope that the new generation, you know, I hope um, that our children will grow up to be, to be powerful and to be just loving of themselves and not be so hard on ourselves, you know, themselves and their peers and, and, and their bosses and their, you know, just people around them. So thank you, David, so much. Um, I've learned a lot about you today, and I really appreciate you taking the time um, to help our listeners and to help them understand that uh, why it's so important to give themselves permission and and what can what the result is from that. So again, thank you so much for for being on the show today. Thank you, Nelly. Thank you for having me. Thank you for allowing me to share. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe or leave a review. See you next week on the Giving Starts With You podcast.